a lot is going on in our houses. Um, if you're somebody who's struggling in your marriage right now between yourself and your husband, then I think you're going to really, really like what we're about to put out. Um, we know that, um, you know, this entire podcast and everything that we do at Mindful Muslim is related to helping women go from just surviving, just surviving in their day-to-day life, just surviving in their relationships. And when I say survive, I don't mean because we're at a point of weakness for being Muslim women. Oh no. I'm talking because we're just overwhelmed. We don't know how to approach things. We're getting mixed messages. We're not sure the right way to deal with certain things that come into our life. And so we try to help move women from this position of reactivity and just, you know, trying to hold it all together and survive to actually thriving. Because Islam, alhamdulillah, is a perfect religion and it's a way of life and it gives us all the solutions. Just sometimes we don't connect the dots on our own. And that's why we're here together as a community for support. So on Mondays, we're going to be having Marriage Mondays. And let me tell you some things that are about to come down the pipeline. Um, We're going to be talking about how to deal with marital mistakes and disagreements with your husband. We're going to talk about how to rectify your relationship with your husband if things are just not going well. The quickest way to your husband's heart. How to deal with your husband's family. How to... Um, manage and deal with your husband when he's angry. We've all been in different situations like that as females. Some of us handle it better than others, you know. We're going to talk about spying and jealousy and um, looking on your husband's phone and all that stuff that like women don't want to talk about that they do. How to forgive your husband and about even sharing our husband's on social media. We have a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about different issues that we might have in our iman and our husband having issues with his iman. Now, mind you, the other great thing about this series is you guys are sending in your personal questions. I have women asking me about all types of things, about if their husband's drinking, what should they do, if their husband is not praying, if their husband, um, you know, his family is doing this to them. We have you covered, sisters. Inshallah ta'ala, I'm really excited in these next upcoming weeks. We have some excellent examples Examples from the Quran and Sunnah, we're going to pair them with our everyday modern situations and try to get to the bottom of like the best way to handle these situations in our lives so we can go from just surviving to thriving. So very excited for this upcoming series. We have a couple announcements, but this is not all we're going to cover, ladies. We have so much going on in the next couple weeks and I'm about to announce it. Let's get started. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslimah Speaks. Um, if you don't know me already, my name is Mindful Muslima. I'm the host here. I'm a mom of five, a licensed educator of 20 years, kind of like a big sister to the community. Um, I've worked with so many of you and so many Muslim organizations for the past 20 years, you know, in the trenches in person. But in the past about year, year and a half, we've brought the party online because we want to reach so many more sisters. And we know not everybody is able to get out especially with the whole COVID situation now more than ever it's important that we keep connecting and finding that support that we need with our everyday um, you know goings on and so subhanAllah if you're new here I just want to let you know we cover topics related to Muslim women and the focus that we have is to help women go from just surviving you know living in a reactive sense um, in in the, the overwhelm and just feeling like lost or confused as to how we should approach problems so they getting women from that just surviving day-to-day state to absolutely thriving by helping give them tools and resources to align them with how they can manage their day-to-day relationships and life and lifestyle um, with the Quran and Sunnah. So 
Today is no less. We are starting and kicking off our marriage series. From now on, on Mondays for the next couple weeks, we're going to have Marriage Mondays. We're going to cover different topics that you guys have requested. And let me just comment on. Let me just open up and show you, tell you some of these really great topics that you guys have suggested. And by the way, we're also going to, I'm just getting my notes. Sorry for the rustling. Um, we're also going to be highlighting some sisters on the podcast. We're going to give some shout outs. Today, I'll, I'll do it a little bit more discreet because these sisters, I don't want to say their names because the topics that they brought up were pretty, pretty personal. But um, I'm also going to be saying some of your personal questions. You can still submit questions to have them answered within our marriage series. And we will, um, you can send them via Instagram at Mindful Muslima. And just before I start, I want to tell you, we have so much, oh my gosh, this is like such a busy month. I'm running, I just want to give you a little like uh, soundboard of all the things we have going on. So if you're interested in any of them, you can catch them. Um, So I'm doing a free writing class for kids in third to fifth grade. Um, I have a background in training teachers and principals and working with school systems. And so um, I try to take a lot of what I know in that and bring it into um, how can we help moms who are at home with kids learning virtually or homeschooling and get them some really strong reading and writing skills. I'm really, I don't want to say I'm projecting and thinking, you know, there's going to be a lot going on with COVID and, you know, moms are at home struggling how to teach children how to read that maybe don't have experience in that or or how to write and they're not feeling like they're strong writers. So I'm doing this class for free to kind of like model for moms, but also to help the the kids out as well. I also have a free reading class for kids in pre-K and kindergarten. Um, I'll try to link those below. If you um, want to still try to get in, I'll put the Zoom links there. These are free classes to all families. Um, I'm also, uh, we just did a suicide prevention workshop today with Sister Leila Mantineya. Um, shout out to Sister Leila. This is a topic that we really don't talk about. And I don't know why we keep making things taboo when it comes to helping our sisters. So I don't feel anything bad against sisters who have suicidal thoughts. I don't think they have low iman. I'm not judging them. I just want to help sisters. And I feel like we are not empathizing with our sisters enough and we're not loving them and supporting them. Instead, we're just like, you know, coming up with what we think about them in five minutes based on, you know, how they manage their, their selves and their life. So may Allah make it easy for all of our sisters. And if you are struggling with suicidal thoughts, guys, so like this Thrive Muslim workshop that I just did, I'll just say it was, you know, exclusive to our community. But at the same time, I talked to the team and I'm like, I need to make this one public and put it up on YouTube because I need more women to get access to this information. So for that particular one, because I think it is such a pressing issue, um, you'll definitely probably the next couple days find it up on YouTube. Um, If you're listening to this podcast, it might already be up if it's been a couple days, but inshallah ta'ala, look for it there. I'll put some um, hotlines and stuff for our sisters to get some support worldwide inshallah the other thing is on the 30th i have a um a workshop inside of thrives because you know thrive muslim sisters they are just our tight sisters that are in the community and they're working i work closely with these women a lot of women ask me about um like mentorship and how i that's where i spend a lot of my time like like working working deeply and closely with sisters and forming a tight bond a lot of women like we just want support and we want tight community it's really hard to find that on places like facebook and instagram they're great places to go and get quick information but for depth of you know i don't know relationships it's not really there so we we made it because we, we we know we wanted to make that village in any way on the 30th we're going to do a podcast excuse me a workshop on a topic you guys have been requesting it's one of the top five requests could you imagine um it's 
how to stop caring about what other people are thinking. We're going to go into the deep how-to of it and help sisters out with that. Um, lastly, um, I have shout out to Alteskia Sisters in the UK. Um, I have a conference coming up with them in the UK. I'll be speaking there on October 4th. I'll try to put some links below for that. Um, you might know I'm speaking um, at the ICNA conference. It's a really big conference that they have every year. This year, we're talking about solutions. It's on September 26th. I'll put the link below. Um, really, really amazing brothers and sisters there like um, Ali Dawa, Muhammad Hijab. There's other, another really, really um, like all. Oh, my gosh, guys, if I start going off on all the names, to be honest, amazing, amazing um, lineup of people in there that are just um, phenomenal men and women, mostly men still. But we do have a couple women. I'm one of the ones that will be speaking. And inshallah ta'ala, I love that the focus is solutions. I don't want to talk about problems all day. Let's talk about how to fix them. So inshallah ta'ala, I'll try to put the link to register there as well. And lastly, I think about like October 16th, 17th, 17th I'll be on a, a Q&A panel with YSLAM. I don't have a link for that one yet, but inshallah ta'ala, when I do, I will put it below. Um, but yeah, guys, so let's start with the marriage series. Today, I'm going to hit you with a really strong one. So I thought if we're going to do this, let's start it off right. Let's talk about one of the most powerful things we could do to change our marriage like in the most, like, I don't know how to say it, like, and by the way, this secret that I'm going to drop on you today, this tool, this resource, this approach, how you want to call it, obviously it's from Islam, it's not from myself, never am I coming with anything from myself, um, alhamdulillah, if you're curious as to, like, my sources, obviously it's the Quran and Sunnah, but it's via the scholar, um, Badr bin uh, Ali Al-Utaybi, and um, he put this together beautifully in a resource for women on how to get advice on marriage. And FYI, if you are not married, this is for you as well, because this is for women before marriage, during marriage. If you could do this before, it's ideal. But if you are in marriage, this is also good for you because it is going to tell you how to handle problems and things such as ready, ready, check it out. Let me see. I have it here for you. Um, how to get closer to your husband in really, really intimate ways and, and get him to, I know this sounds crazy, but to be his servant and he will be your slave. I know this is kind of this like hand over hand thing going on. It's not like me looking for my, out for myself and him looking for his self and I want my rights and he wants his right. No, 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 no. It's like, I'll serve you and you serve me. Like we are, are loving and looking out for one another. I love that. This, this is a depth of intimacy that I think we don't see that much um, that Islam brings. It's all from Islam. And alhamdulillah, um, how, to fig, how to forgive your husband. So women are going through some tough stuff with their husband. I get it, right? How to deal with your husband when he's in a state of anger. Some husbands, they're pretty reactive. And, you know, when they come home, it's like a drama all day. And, and, and may Allah make it easy for our wives and our husbands. But as women, you know, we got to know. We got to know how do we manage these particular circumstances. What about spying on your husband and jealousy, huh? What about our sisters that are grabbing our husband's phone when they run into the bathroom or they're sleeping at night and they're scrolling through their phones? Yeah, let's talk about that, right? What about, um, you know, how to deal with our, our marital mistakes? Could be from our side, could be from our husband's side, and it could be even how to deal with our husband's family, right? That brother that he's got, his mother, all these things. We're going to get into that. And lastly, what about, um, what about sharing our marriage on social media? 
that in itself, guys, I have so many women telling me, like, have you seen all the divorces going on lately? All these women that are sharing their marriages for years online, I'm not going to drop names. They could be Muslim, non-Muslim. A lot of people are getting divorced. There's some crazy stuff happening. If you guys want to comment on it, send me in messages. Yeah, and Instagram, definitely. And if you have any other questions, like I said, I'm about to start, definitely submit. Keep submitting. We're going to do this for weeks. But I'm going to start off today with two questions that sisters have. I'm going to go into the information that I have today, but it was definitely um, directly related. Now, one of them I'm going to say uh, breaks my heart because I don't think there's anything more difficult as a woman than when you lose a child. So one particular sister, she sent in a question and she said, how do you help your husband when he stopped praying and having faith in Allah because our three-year-old son died? Can you imagine? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala... Oh, subhanAllah, this like chokes me because, um, you know, we never imagine as women that our children will leave this earth before us. And that is something that we all know is it's pretty deep, right? So may Allah make it easy for them. And I can't imagine, right? You're struggling. You need to turn to your spouse and to support one another. But your spouse is struggling to handle it. And they matter of fact, to the point where they've stopped praying. So one sister, she said, like, how do you manage this? And the, another sister, she had a question which was nothing like that, right? But in her question lies a similar solution. And that's why I think it's amazing. That's why we have to talk about these things. She said, like, you know, my husband and I are going at it constantly. Like, we don't see the eye to eye. We've lost um, connections with each other. I'm, I'm having frustration and anger and I'm reacting to him because I find that he just keeps repeating the same mistakes over and over and over again. And we're just going at it. So here we have a, a, um, a couple that is just like they're, they're drifting apart. One of them is even losing himself. And may Allah, you know, guide our brother and help our brother because I, I, don't, I don't put any blame on him or any judgment. I, I can't imagine the pain and at the same time we have this sister who's just like in, in complete frustration for a totally different reason you know and so um either way we see that the husband and the wife they're not complementing each other right there's not this unified marital experience that would be more ideal and supportive and so what do we do what do we even start with this so i'm gonna i'm gonna do it by like i told you each week bringing a part of the sunnah and the Qur'an um, to light because Islam is perfect, right? We, we don't need to go into all these modern-day new ways and new frameworks to deal with things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made Islam perfect and it's timeless and it's all there. We just have to be able to like make the connections and that's what we're going to do today. So inshallah ta'ala, let's dive right in and let's talk about, and I'll, I'll give each one of these a topic title and today's topic is, and by the way, it's not just going to be for marriage. So I didn't tell you this. This one is going to work for parenting this one's going to work for the relationship with your kids it's going to work for the relationship with your in-laws it's going to work with your sister with your mom with your friends with co-workers this one is actually an all-in-one so um this one is regarding the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not like the human being the human being makes promises and they break promises and maybe they have I don't want to say usury, but they have, you know certain types of things that they can gain from promises from us or maybe they make a promise and they forget but alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah kareem, Allah is the best keeper of promises. So what did Allah promise us in terms of helping us? Let's find out. I think it is our beautiful, beautiful solution. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us that if we rectify our relationship with Him, He will rectify our relationships with others. Period. Like that's it. That's the place we start. We don't start with our husband. 
We don't even start with ourself necessarily. We go deeper into the self, which is the relationship between ourself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let's look at some of the promises of Allah and what he says specifically about getting help from him. All my rustling is my, my um, books and notes, so forgive me guys. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the, the Quran, and whoever fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and keeps his duty to him, Sorry, sorry. Whoever fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and keeps his duty to him, he will make a way for him out of every difficulty. And he will provide for him from sources he never could imagine. He, whoever puts his trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will suffice for him. And the reason I brought this one up first is desperation. Some of us, we get to this point where we're like, no, no, sis, you don't know. You don't know what I'm going through. No, that's not going to work. You know, um, this is not going to help me. There is no help for me. I don't have any family. I don't have any support. You know, like, no, like, you don't know my husband. He's like this. He's like that. I want us to listen to the words of the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best keeper of promises. He says he will provide from his sources from where we couldn't have imagined. Okay. Allah creates mountains and can make them crumble. Do we think he can't fix our small problem in our small corner of the earth? Right? Let's give a bit more trust and um, power to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the minute we start talking like I was just talking, it's, uh, we're indirectly saying Allah can't help me. Right? And, we're, and then we're putting limits on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah. And the other thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, whoever fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and keeps his duty to him, he will make his matter easy for him. And so um, the last one is if you're struggling with like decisions, you know, that's another one. Like it's really hard. Like sometimes you have some really rough decisions in marriage. Like do I do this? Do I do that? And we can, we can feel like clouded. Do you ever feel like that? Like stuff is gray. Like I don't know. Like I don't know what's the right decision. Should I like get a divorce? Should I try? Should we, should we have this situation? Should we not have that situation? Like, so let me tell you the other promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh, you who believe, if you obey and you fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will grant you firqan, which is the criterion between judging between right and wrong, right? Or away from you out of every difficulty, right? Or makhraj. So subhanAllah, what I love about this, and I'm going to just bring it back to reality here where we're making the connection between our beautiful deen and our daily life. So basically, it's like this. We can have our husband walk through the door. He's coming home from work. And then we can be like, oh, going at it with him about this and this and this and this. Or maybe my husband is like this is sister situation where he's struggling with his own Islam right now because he's in such great pain. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy. And so, um, you know, that can make somebody upset, irritable, distant, and all that stuff. And so our first, our first, you know, thought is just to turn to him and like, who is he? What is he doing? He's not giving me my rights. I don't feel supported. I don't feel loved and all this stuff. But we need not to. We need to, as soon as those emotions and those thoughts start to creep in, we need to stop it. And many of you guys know we just did an emotions challenge on Thrive Muslimah. Because I do, I do challenges not because like women need more challenges in their life. Okay, guys, I know you don't need any more challenges. Okay. But no, I do the challenges out of like a fun, to make fun out of a difficult situation. So we just did a five-day challenge on emotions. And the women got really deep about thoughts. And what I try to teach women and what I wish for like one of the number one things that it like really helped me get to a different level of myself, no matter how much I had studied in my dean and stuff like that, is understanding the, the power of our thoughts. We could talk ourselves out of everything. We talk ourselves out of praying for pleasure every morning. The shaitan is just boom. It's like you wake up and it's like, 
oh, you could sleep more, turn around, hit the alarm, it's okay, you have eight more minutes. This conversation is reeling in our head. It needs to get cut off. It needs to get shut off. We need to to take stock of what we're saying to ourselves. So what we did was we worked on our emotions and how to just recognize them, be mindful of them, and then make a plan as to how to address them. And that was just like the first phase. What a lot of women don't know is that I'm about to come out with, I'll just reveal it now, in the next couple of weeks, an entire emotions course where I teach women how to get control of their mind and how to get control of those emotions because that's hard. And if you can get control of that, guys, along with what I'm going to talk about today from the Quran and Sunnah, like this is the key because we can cut off the nonsense from the beginning as soon as the talking and the emotions start you know, overflowing. And so subhanAllah, what we're going to do here is when you have those thoughts creeping in, your husband, you're all like, he needs to give me, he ne-. we just need to stop it. We need to say, because shaitan wants to get us upset, right? He wants to get us heated. He wants to get us to, to turn against our husband, to put blame on him. And it's not that our husbands aren't doing things that maybe aren't the best of things. Allahu alam. We all have mistakes. But the point is, turn it right back inside. And let's focus on, you know what? I can't control everything, but I know what I can control. I can start with my relationship with Allah. So if we make our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strong, the next steps are going to be easy. And um, so we need to, first of all, I tell women, um, so if you want to fix your relationship with Allah, this can sound crazy, right? But I'm making the correlation here to the day-to-day life. How's your salah? Are you praying on time? Are you praying at all? Are you praying like all the prayers? Are you missing a couple? And you're like, eh, tomorrow I'll double up. Or are you doubling up all day? Are you just like not praying all day and then you get home and you like pray them all together? Come on, guys. Why do we think life is going to be easy? This is not being a surat al-mustaqeen. This is not as being on the straight path and, and, you know, like striving for Allah, be a good Muslim. Come on, we're not even praying. We've cut off our lifeline. We've cut off our lifeline. It's like cutting off your own leg and wondering why you can't walk, right? It's just like we're, we're being our own worst enemy. So the first thing I want to tell women is like, try to force yourself to pray no matter how you're feeling. And if you're struggling to even get to Salah, I'm not judging you. And I, I understand. There's points where we just get so overwhelmed. May Allah make it easy for you. But we have to ask Allah for help for that as well. So let's turn to Allah and say, Ya Allah, help me to turn to Salah because I'm struggling with that. And, you know, I feel so overwhelmed that I don't even have time for it. Like, just be, be dead honest in the day. Can you help me with that? Allah loves that. He loves when his servant turns to him. And, you know, when you re- rectify your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this is the second part, okay? So the first part is, he's going to make... When you rectify your relationship with Allah, the first benefit of that is you're going to start to have sakina. You're going to have that ease in your chest. You're going to start to feel a little cooler, a little calmer, and all the things that normally would upset you. Okay? So that's the first benefit. Allah doesn't say that directly necessarily. He just says he'll bring you ease. But if we think about what ease means, for most of us, it's emotional and um, psychological unrest. We feel anxious. We feel upset. We feel depressed. We feel hopeless. And so Allah is going to bring us ease. Just like Ibrahim he was like thrown in the fire and he said, I felt ease. Because it was, it's that mental plane that we have to get in where we're just like, and bring in sakinah, subhanAllah. The second benefit of, of connecting with Allah is indirectly, it's going to start to fix and help your husband if your husband is struggling with things. And, um, you know, when you rectify your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will make your husband upright as he has done with the spouses of the best of his chosen ones. And, you know, subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran about Zachariah. So we answered his call and we bestowed upon him Yahya and cured his wife for him. And um, 
Verily, they used to hasten on to do good deeds and they used to call on us with hope and fear and used to humble themselves before us. So as you give a good example to your husband of you turning back to Allah, you starting to read Quran, you starting to have more patience with the kids, it does rub off. And one thing I used to tell women all the time to do if your husband's not that religious, he doesn't want to really listen to lectures, he's not really into reading hadith. You know what I, I used to tell them? Um, well, just play a lecture really loud in the house loud enough where he'd hear it indirectly. So you're not like giving him like uh, like had directly like so that if he doesn't want to take it from you. But if you happen to play something, if you know your husband's struggling with patience and, you, and guys, you can't bring it up to him like, oh, look who's struggling with patience. I need to put on this video right now. No, come on. You can't do that. You know, you, you put it with the intention of helping yourself and helping your husband. Like, Alif bayna qulubana. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala join our hearts together. You know, you can make this da'a for you and your husband. And you play it so loud that he could hear it. Or drop a couple, like, you know, things around the house that he could just happen to read to indirectly get upliftment. Men, men like it. They don't like to be lectured. Okay, let's just keep it real. Men don't like to be lectured. So men like it when, you know, things are indirectly done and they don't feel like somebody's shoving it down their throat or telling them what to do. So if you want to go that route, you go right ahead. It might not work so well for you because it's against like the nature of man. But at the same time, like if you do this more gentle approach, you're going to find that you're going to get the results you want a lot better, which is the two of you connecting more and maybe him drawing closer to Allah. And when your husband is closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He's going to have a lot more rahmah for you, right? He's going to have a lot more care for you. So that's never a bad thing for you, subhanAllah. And then the last thing I'll say today is, um, you know, we, we need to actually give you two more things. We need to also sometimes understand that our problems with our husbands, sometimes, sometimes we have a part in them, guys. And I want to say this for a minute. Um, 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 Umar uh, bin al-Khattab, he said, whoever, radiallahu anhu, Whoever sincerely intends to attain the truth, even if it be against himself, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be sufficient for him in his dealings with others. And whoever decorates himself with that which is not in him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will disgrace him. So let's just say you know you're wrong or I know I'm wrong in my marriage and I'm doing something that's not so amazing. I could be better. I'm a little bit like when my husband talks, I do like snap at him. Or I'm not saying I do that. I'm just saying let's say, right? Or if I know I'm not so patient or I'm not so this or I'm not so that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if I'm not being the way I'm supposed to, and likewise, right? My husband shouldn't be all like snappy and rough with me. Like we're supposed to be merciful to one another. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will disgrace that spouse, right? And if on the other hand, the spouse that like does that and then they correct themselves and they humble themselves and they're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will uplift that one and make their dealings with others easy. So sometimes part of our problems with our husband, we have to be honest and say it's for ourselves. But either way, the solution goes back to getting closer to Allah, rectifying that relationship with Allah, getting real about that. That might be our the core of our problem. When you do, do not tell me after you've rectified your relationship with Allah that has not helped you a lot. I am very, very aware. I've experienced this with so many women. So I'm going to end with today. And giving you some advice of what um, Abu Naim reported in Al-Ahilya um, on the authority of uh, Aun bin Abdullah. He said, scholars used to counsel and write to each other with three pieces of advice. And the last one is the one of our topic today, but the other two I think are very relevant and helpful. Whoever strives for the hereafter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will suffice for him in his worldly life. 
So when we give up our pride and all that stuff going on with our husband, we're like, I'm going to try to connect with Allah. I'm going to try to be a better person, dot, dot, dot. This Allah says this person, he will make his life because he's, he's technically striving even indirectly for Al-Akhirah. He's going to make his worldly life easier. That's what we need, right? Alhamdulillah. And whoever rectifies his dealings that are done behind closed doors, right? The things that people don't realize that we're doing, all right? So I know part of, you know, fixing my relationship with Allah might mean stopping things I shouldn't be doing. Maybe it's watching that series on Netflix that's not so halal. Hmm? Maybe it's like, you know, watching TikTok and Snapchat, like for goodness knows how many hours and listening to all that music and stuff that is maybe not going to uplift me, but instead just going to distract me and make me waste tons of time and hours. I'm just like, you know, saying these are typical things that women struggle with, like time management and so forth, right? Whoever rectifies their dealings done behind closed doors, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will correct his affairs that are done openly. So the other thing is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make all these other problems we have, even outside of our marriage. Because you know, outside of our marriage are tons of problems that could affect us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help us with those as well. And then lastly, we're ending on the same point I originally started with, was in whoever rectifies his relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will rectify his relationship with others. Now, um, on the opposite, <laughs> with the person who doesn't rectify that, right? Abu Hazim said that, you know, basically, if a, if a slave does not cease to ruin his relationship with Allah, except that he ruins his dealings with people. So subhanAllah, um, if we decide like, hey, whatever, you know, I don't have time for that. I'll get to that, inshallah, you know, inshallah, as if Allah is like whenever we get time type of thing or, or fix, fixing our Islam or fixing our salah or fixing our hijab problem or whatever it is, is like, inshallah, if it's like later on, I put it on the back burner, um, then don't expect your dealings with other people to be easy. SubhanAllah. And why would we do that to ourselves? That's what I mean. Sometimes we're our own worst enemy. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy for us. And we ask our sister, have trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he will protect you and, and help you in all of your issues and happiness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses you with a pious and just and intelligent, intelligent husband then you kind of have glad tidings of being happy both inwardly and outwardly. But if you're tested with a husband that does not preserve the rights that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to you, do not destroy your happiness outwardly and inwardly still. We can't blame how religious our husband is on how what level of happiness and peace we have in our life. I want to end with that because if we take that perspective, we're never going to get to the core of our problems or we're going to spend all our time blaming the other person as opposed to using Allah's advice, which is to come to him and fix your relationship with him before you fix it with your husband. And in fixing it with Allah first, the issue with your husband will be resolved much quicker and easier inshallah by the help of Allah as opposed to just going straight to your husband, right? Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the turner of hearts. Allah made your husband's heart. Who would know better how to get to him and to bring him to a level and to bring your relationship together in the way that you want more than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make your marriages easy, guys. I cannot wait to talk to you in the next time. So in answering the questions of the sisters, you know, about like your husband and how to help and uplift your husband, begin with your own relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in that, you're going to indirectly begin the journey. And I'll be giving you more tips as we go on every week. And for the sister who's struggling and fighting with her husband, again, go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as much as you can rectify your relationship with Allah. And if you think you're good with Allah, do better. 
if we think we're good with Allah, this is a sign that we are not good with Allah. <laughs> we can never be good enough with Allah, the most merciful, the most generous. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to increase that relationship and in turn fix all our other relationships. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you in your marriages and I will talk to you in the next podcast. And inshallah, bismillah ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.